Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. Well, good morning, church. Oh, man, I saw that there was a bunch of people running around with donuts before church, so I'm telling you, worship experience should be energized today, all right? You all might crash in an hour from now, but you know what? We're going to have a great time with Jesus today. It's great to have you here with us. My name is Eric. I'm the lead pastor here at Hillside Assembly, and if you're a guest with us, we're so excited that you're here this morning with us. We'd love for you to stop by our table in the foyer at the end of our worship experience because we've got a couple free gifts for you we'd like to put in your hands. We do service a little bit differently here, and we will take up an offering that there are G. We've got a missions. We've got time on a Sunday morning here at Hillside. So we've got a lot of great things, but we want to make a note of a few things here in announcements this morning. Uh, we want to thank all of our Grow Group teachers. We do Grow Groups at 9 o'clock. Today was our last one for this session. We'll be taking a break over the summer, but we will be launching in the fall, and I think we're going to kick it off with a Grow Group breakfast come this fall. Uh, everybody likes food. Amen. All right. Well, a couple people do. And if not, maybe by then you'll decide that you like to eat. So it's all good. But we want to thank all of our Grow Group teachers. Can we do that really quick? Let's just give a hand to all of our Grow Group teachers. They did a great job this season. Today is uh, Mission Sunday, and so we've got a few things that we want to make mention of in the uh, role of missions. And if you brought your BGMC barrels today, how many of you brought their BGMC barrels? awesome. You can put all of your change in the, we've got the buddy barrel system set up back there. Miss Jackie would help you out with that after the service. And if you don't know what BGMC is, she would love to answer that question for you at the end of our worship experience today, because we are just limited for time. We aren't able to share that information today. We do have an assisted living ministry meeting following the worship experience in the church lounge. So if you're interested in being a part of that ministry, we will go to the church lounge, which is just down the hallway around the corner from our bathrooms on the upper level. That'll happen just a few moments after our worship experience today, probably about 15 minutes after we dismiss our worship experience. Uh, right around the corner, July 31st, I know that seems like a long ways away, but it really isn't. We're going to be doing something really special with VBS for our entire community, and we actually have a promo video this morning for VBS, so let's show that, gentlemen. Hey, you guys, look at that. That's amazing. Uh-huh. Wow, look over there. Have you guys seen anything as massive as that? Great. Those cliffs are huge. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Well, we're here. Looks like everyone else just got here too. It's time to look up. There's more to life than what's on your screen. Go off-road on the adventure of a lifetime and experience the greatness of God's love. Explore 
colorful canyons of the Southwest from a rock-solid faith and discover that God is monumental. Well, our church is part of a group of churches here in the Ripon area that does a community VBS. We're excited to be a part of that this year. And if you'd like to help, uh, we have various ways that you can do that. Again, Miss Jackie would be able to answer most of those questions for you, at least point you in the right direction. Everything's on you this morning, Jackie. Everything is like, just talk to Jackie, talk to Jackie. Um, so, uh, but uh, a couple other things that we want to make mention of this morning. Next week, we will be launching outdoor services for the summer. We're very excited about this. You can bring uh, your lawn, own lawn chairs. We do have seats available, but if you'd like to bring your own lawn chairs, you are welcome to do so. We will have a shade area set up in the back, and we would love for your help with a couple of things. If you'd like to sponsor radio ads for commercials for our church uh, services, you can do that. In fact, the bug has given us a great deal. It's only seven dollars and fifty cents per ad. If you're interested in doing that, you can talk to me after service today. Uh, we also have postcards and posters on our table in the back. We'd love for you to pick those up, invite people to come and put those posters up wherever you think. Cool this week to see our, hey, I hear Hillside's doing out. We also need people to sign up to help in two major areas. One, we're going to do set up at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings. We'd love to have your help there. But the larger concern is really we need parking team members, people that would be willing to be a part of our parking team. We're doing parking different this year, and we would need about six people for every Sunday morning. So if you would be interested in helping with that, you can see me after the service or sign up in the foyer. We'll make sure to contact you and talk to you about how you can help us on the parking team. Finally, we've got a commercial that has gone online this week from our little friend Jeb, and so let's watch that. Well, hey, it's Jeb, and I wanted to tell you about something exciting coming to the Ripping community this summer. Hillside Assembly is going to be doing outdoor worship experiences starting June 19th and running through August 14th. It's going to be amazing. We've got all sorts of great things planned. You can bring a lawn chair and, and sit with some other people and make some great new friends. Or you can just sit in your vehicle and watch and listen. It's going to be great. We've got kids ministry too. Outdoor kids ministry. It's going to be phenomenal. We've got a special kids zone set up. It's going to be great for the kiddos. And we're going to have live music every single Sunday. And somebody's going to share a real encouraging message every week. So I hope you'll come and join us at Hillside Assembly at 10 a.m. starting on June 19th. Well, I'll even be there. We'll see you there. Bye. Well, Jeb is excited about outdoor services, and I hope you are too. Uh, we're excited about all the opportunities it will bring, and we are going to offer water baptisms every single Sunday. So if you're interested in getting water baptized, please talk to me, because we want to make that happen. Well, we are excited because we're doing missions emphasis this Sunday. Normally, we do it on the first Sunday of the month, but because we had two missions teams out doing ministry this last week, we thought this would be a great week to talk about missions. So the first thing we're going to do is have a couple people come up that went on a one-day missions experience down to, to, to Milwaukee, to City on a Hill. So Hiro, if you and whoever is going to come and share could come and do that. And we do have some pictures that a couple people took from City on a Hill. We'll scroll those through as well while you guys are talking. Good morning. Is this on? It is on. 
Can you hear me well? Yeah, okay. So City on a Hill is an urban ministry in Milwaukee. They do a great job uh, through the Holy Spirit and the body of Christ, which is the church, uh, through permanent staff and also volunteers, uh, basically breaking the cycles of uh, poverty in the inner city of Milwaukee, uh, emotional, spiritual, physical, financial, uh, the most important, the spiritual poverty, um, generational poverty. And they do a great, great job. Every second Saturday of the month, they do a health clinic. And we were able to participate last, um, yesterday. We had 11 people go. So if you went, can you guys stand up very quickly so people can? Uh, and we served in, in different capacities with uh, fellow Christians from, you know, uh, all over the state. So we have a couple of testimonies here. I'll keep it short. I'm just, um, I always just want to say how blessed I was to be a part of it. And it just amazed. This is the third time I think we've done it and uh, as a family. And it was just such a bless, more blessed me more than I think anybody else. Uh, but I, I'm just thankful to the Lord that he, he's there and he's working in, in just the, you give eye contact and a smile, and you can sense that the Lord is working. And I just, I'm thankful that we had that experience. Yeah, um, I guess uh, just connecting with with new people, and uh, some of uh, some of them we uh, had connection, and uh, it's amazing and and really an experience. It's amazing that is being done for him. So uh, it just. Uh, a good experience. It's an amazing experience just to uh, be a part of their lives. Just as a quick note, if anybody's interested in ever participating, we don't have to take necessarily a group, but if you want to volunteer uh, individually, just talk to me and I'll plug you in with the ministry. Thank you guys so much for going and serving and being a part. We look forward to, to continuing to work with our ministry partner, City on the Hill, in the future. Uh, we'll plan another trip yet this year down there. So if you didn't get to go this time and you'd like to go, we'll definitely uh, fill you in when that opportunity becomes available. Now, we also had a team that was in the Dominican Republic for two weeks doing ministry. I know, I was like looking at pictures for the Dominican Republic, and it was like, Hard to find ones that really conveyed a missions emphasis because it was like everything was like sunny beaches. And I was like, oh, yeah, our missions team in the Dominican Republic. Uh, but I know you guys worked hard. So Nick and Michaela, would you come up? Because we want to do a little Q&A with you guys, have you share a little bit about your trip. Now, I like the fact Michaela's got notes, Nick. So you're going freestyle. We're gonna see. We're gonna see who gives the better answers here. So uh, we're excited for you guys. Now you guys got back last Sunday. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So have you guys recovered a little bit? Um, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Nick looks like he's ready for a nap right now. So uh, he's <laughs> he's already working on the next missions trip. Uh, but uh, so I'm gonna ask you guys a couple questions about the Dominican Republic. First off. What surprised you the most about the culture in the Dominican Republic? So for me, like, I kind of thought about it in two ways. Like, what surprised me most about, like, the country itself was just, like, that there is so much more poverty than in the United States. Like, it just doesn't look the same. There's not as much, like, amenities, essentially. Um, but what surprised me most about the culture is 
basically like how deeply people want to get to know each other um and it's almost like they want to know all your business and they want to know like your family and how you're doing like it's not just how are you it's like how's everything else for you and um that was just really cool because like not many people are like super like that they're just kind of like more to themselves so that was really cool I'd say what surprised me the most about the Dominican culture was just how, like, I expected it to be more different from my experience than it ended up being. They, the people that I met were were more like me than I than I thought that they would be. I spent a lot of time with a, a pastor, and we talked a bunch, and people in the Dominican Republic have the exact same excuses for not going to church that they have here in Wisconsin. <laughs> and people have people deal with the exact same problems that we deal with here and it's it just reminded me that you know even though they're all the way you know so far away they're they're all still just humans like like we are they live lives like we do awesome uh so nick we'll start with you on this one what type of work did you do on your trip yeah i was working with uh pastor alex jimenez to build water filters out of cement by hand uh each one was 300 pounds out of the mold, 600 pounds in the mold, and the because nobody who lives in the, that community, that poor community, has access to clean water, they just drink out of the canal, which is so polluted, it, the water is like dark brown. It was really, really bad. But they build the water filters, and then they haul them out to people that, that uh, are really, really in need. Like, everyone's in need of the water filters, but some people are very desperately in need, so... He bring, we bring the water filters out to them. They t we teach them how to use it. They pour water in it, and uh, clean water comes out. Water filter, yeah. It, they, it's a lot of hard work. I, you put the cement into the mold, and you just have to hit it with a hammer for an hour just to get the bubbles. People get clean water. Site, um, but it's not, um, and it's kind of like an art class. So we would teach them um, how to sew and like how to, you know make pillows and different things and then once they finish their craft for the day whether it's like a sewing thing or like a picture we they made like um like a hanging image um with like a lady with like hair it was like very intricate work um then they could either bring it home and like put it in their house as like a decoration or they could sell it and um so that was really fun and we also like would talk to them and just it's kind of like a safe they call it the refuge of art so very cool yeah all right, so for both of you guys, what was the most difficult thing you faced on your trip? So the most difficult thing for me was that my site leader was the only um, site leader there that did not speak English. So everyone else um, kind of had a like, little bit e easier time communicating with their site leader. Um, I did have a translator with me, but um, there was just for some reason or another, she just wouldn't translate everything that was going on. So I had to kind of fill in the pieces with little Spanish that I have known and learned. Um, and so it was a little bit harder to connect with her that first week, and that was one of my main frustrations. But once I kind of, you know, just dove in and was like, well, it's not going to change, so I might as well just make the best of it. Um, the second week was, was a lot nicer, and I got to share my testimony with her, and she shared hers with mine. And so it ended up being like a really, really nice thing. Yeah, I'd say for me, it might sound cliche, but the, the hardest thing was just saying goodbye to everybody when the trip was over, just because I, I wanted, I wish I could have stayed there longer and helped for longer. Uh, I was, by the end of the trip, I, I wasn't really like 
tired and or wanted to go home, I, I could have continued to be there and continued working. And it for me, it just, you know, put it, reminded me what God wants me to do. So it was difficult to go away from that and come back here. Now, for both of you guys, what would what was one thing that God spoke to your heart, rather on the trip or as you've come back, that just something that He's really resonating in your in your heart and spirit? For me, it was definitely that God just reminded us of how much we have to share with other people, not just financially, but spiritually, and uh, and and all the help that we can give, all the things that we have and that we can share with others that we don't always share with others, and. Dominicans, uh, even in that poor community where they don't really have much in terms of finances, they're still they're always sharing things with each other, and super very and 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 many of people that I met were very spiritually rich, and it just made me think about what I have to share, and how I can better share that with others around me who are poor in different ways. So one thing that really like came up a lot while I was there is that there's like two things is that God is enough and that I am limited. So basically like it's encouraging that God is like enough as far as like we should be able to like just trust him more because even going on the trip, I was like, I don't know how this is going to like turn out. Like I had a lot of unknowns and that was hard for me. But also like when I got there, it was like, I'm just like a small piece of God's mission, but like being obedient to him and being like, I trust you, God, like I'm going to go. Um, that really showed me that like I can be part of it. And like, there's more that I can do personally to like further that and just encourage the missionaries there. Cause like Nick said, they do it. You're in, you're out like all the time they do it. And we're just there for a short amount of time to like uplift them and be like, like you're making a difference. And like there, it just seemed like God was so much at work and it was just crazy to experience because like we were basically like showing the people in the community that like, this is what God looks like. Like this is what God would do. Like thing that I really took away. God and going and being report you guys and doing this. So thank you for going. Uh, Michaela, I'm going to ask you to hang around for just one minute. Is that cool? Yeah. Worship team, if you'd come get ready because we're about to go into worship. Um, so Michaela, a couple weeks ago, uh, you came back, I guess a couple months now, but <laughs> spring break, right? And wasn't that spring break where you had your skiing accident? Yes. Uh, and just share really quickly a, a little bit about that. And then I want to share just kind of what happened in, in our service that one Sunday when God really moved in, in your heart. And so just give us a background on what happened during, during your spring break and, and your skiing accident. Okay, yeah. So when I got back from my uh, spring break service trip that I went on, I, on the last day, there was like a little bit of snow. So I was like, oh, like, that's perfect. Like, let's go skiing. Um, I had never been downhill skiing before. So I was a little bit too like gun ho <laughs> but um, I liked cross country skiing. So that was about like the same thing, but it was not. And I went on a little bit of a too fast hill and um, I fell really, really hard. Um, I had to go to the ER. I didn't know what was wrong, but I couldn't like move a lot. Um, and it, turns out that they found out that my shoulder had been dislocated fully so it was just kind of hanging there and I I was in a lot of pain I was really confused um and they had to put me under to like get it back in because it was 
it was just so inflamed at that point. But it was it was a very scary experience. And they were talking about it was going to be really high probable chance that you were going to have to have surgery, correct? Yeah, they said anyone under the age of 25 is like 95 to 98 percent like almost positive that they'll get surgery because like your body is still kind of like, I don't know, like just the muscle isn't really like developed or not like super strong at that point in time. So so we we prayed uh, because you were really concerned this was going to be a hindrance to you for the summer, your summer missions trip, all yes. that. And we prayed. Uh, and then a few weeks back, you went and visited the doctors. And you want to share what, what happened? So they looked at my MRI that I got and he was like, I can't believe it, but you do not need surgery. And my labium or labrum was not torn, which is like a 2% to 5% chance. And I like, I couldn't believe it. I literally was like shaking and I was like, you're kidding me. Like, are you sure you looked at it correctly? Like, so. It was really cool. And then uh, you had come to that church that Sunday and I can't remember what song we were singing, uh, but there was some song and it was just this really cool moment for me as a pastor to watch is the pieces got connected for you. And it was something I think the doctor had said, whatever it was, it was like the same word or something that we had in that song that mm -hmm. morning. And she came up to me after service and she's like, I need to talk to you. And I was like, there was a lot of emotion, a lot of tears. I'm like, uh oh, this is gonna be bad news. And so she's like, God's so great. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's good, that's awesome. Um, and so we just wanna say, first off, God has a great plan for you, Michaela. But we also wanna encourage all of you if you need something in your life, our God hears your prayers this morning. Would you stand to your feet? Because we want to pray for our worship experience this morning. And Michaela, I'm going to have you step out in boldness this morning because that's the theme for today. Would you pray for our worship experience and for all these people to experience a touch from God today? Okay. Um, dear Jesus, thank you so much for every individual here. Thank you that um, they, no matter what is going on in their week, um, that they are here, they're present, they're ready to hear from you. Um, thank you that you love every single one of us here and you know what is going on in our hearts, in our lives, in our families. Um, thank you that you know each, and of, each one of us so deeply um, and we just want to know you more, Lord. So please, um, as we share, as we worship, as we learn, um, just please open up our hearts and um, bless us this Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You're already standing, so we're going to sing Stand Up. Who is like the Lord? He is strong and mighty. Who is like the Lord? He is worthy. Stand up and give Him the praise. Who is like? Who is like the Lord? There is no one who is like the Lord.
stand up and praise Him and give Him the glory. Stand up and praise Him and give Him the glory. Stand up and praise Him and give Him the glory. Our God is worthy. Stand up and praise Him and give Him the glory. Stand up and praise Him and give Him the glory. Our God is worthy of praise. Who is like the Lord? Who is like the Lord? Christine, lead us in this next song. It's called, I Am Not Alone. Just recognize today that God is with us, that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, God with us. He is here.
always even to the very ends of this age. Amen. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. 
about me let me tell you about my Jesus oh he makes a way where there ain't no way rises up from an empty grave ain't no sinner that he can save let me tell you about my Jesus let me tell you about my hallelujah
Well, I think there might be a few people here who love Jesus today. Hey, can you guys have a seat this morning? We're about to hear the preaching of the Word, which is so exciting. Um, I love Sunday mornings like this, where we are just focused in on what God is doing in people's lives and recognizing what God has done in people's lives. It's, this, to me, is one of the most rewarding things in ministry. We've already done a lot, and we are not even done yet because we're about to have Jackie come and preach for us. You know, when we first came, Pam and I came to try out. We came downstairs, and it was Joni Gitzel who I asked a question. And I said, so who's running children's ministries? And she goes, well, this is the gal who needs to be running children's ministries. And she introduced me to Jackie. It was about a year and a half later that Jackie came over to our apartment here in Ripon, and Pam and I had a conversation with her on the stairs to our apartment where she said, I think God is calling me. Uh, and now, five years later, she is just two classes short of getting her classes for certified minister with the Assemblies of God. She has served our church diligently and extremely well, uh, not just in the area of children's ministries. She is an all-around incredible minister of the gospel. And so it is my privilege and honor this morning, and I'm so glad that I'm here at service to hear your first time preaching. So Jackie, would you come and bring the word of God today as we honor our graduates? Well, thank you, Pastor Eric. Okay, thank you, Pastor Eric. Um, right now, graduates, we have a special video just for you. God, we're standing on this mountaintop. It has been a long climb. Behind us are the things we thought were so important. Twelve years of first days of school. Summer vacations. School dances and homecomings. Lunchroom food and locker rooms. Recesses and study halls. Grade after grade of report cards and parent-teacher conferences. Teachers and tutors and coaches. Science fairs and assemblies. Those 12 years behind us, down there at the bottom of this mountain. Now, Lord, we have climbed to the top. And we wait in the dark to see what happens next. There on the horizon, we know the moment. The light pierces the darkness. The glow the rays of light and warmth. Radiating, illuminating, that is our future. We have climbed this high to see it. All those things we learned are the threads we have used to build these wings. We are not stepping off into an abyss, God. This is flight, this is soaring. We have come this far to launch. To us grow tired. We are prepared to fly. Well, good morning, church family. I am so excited to be up here with all the big kids of the church because we are all children of God. On this special day to honor our graduate, graduates, it is a day to look at the amazing opportunity each of us have to live out our mission God has given us. Each year I focus on a word and a song of the year. I will share with you the song, of the song of the Year later. So let's get started with the Word of the Year. It is a very simple word, and I want you to think of the first thing that comes to your mind 
when you see the word, tell. Does anybody want to share their word that they or thought that they got from the word tell? Got a mic for you. During this service, you're going to be having opportunities to share. So anyone? Anyone have an idea? Oop, I got one. Oh, you, yes, you're a teacher. Go for it. Go tell it on the mountain. Yes, I hope you do. Go tell it on the mountain all about Jesus. Anyone else? Yes, sir. Oh, tell others. Very good. Anyone else from this section? Everyone, go tell everyone. In this section? Who? Who? There you go. Who are you going to tell? That is good. All right. So thank you all very much for participating. There will be more opportunities to come, everyone. I bring it on. Yes, you do. Correct. We will be addressing that. It sounds like you have been in my notes. Thank you so much for your support, sir. That is awesome. All right. And I look forward to that. Okay, so from that, can you, thinking about, you know, can you tell a real from fake? But first off, can you tell the difference between an orange and an apple? Yes, yes, you can. That's an easy one. But can you tell the difference between a fake apple and a real apple? You can? Who thinks they know which one's fake and which one's real? I'm going to grab an adult. Yes, sir, come on up. Or No, here, you just tell me, and I'll, I'll pick it up. And I, I love this, and I love your shirt. It's like a missions shirt. That's awesome. That is correct. How to, thank you so much. But that is kind of like us. Because sometimes you can't tell if a person is a fake or a real Christian. With that, I decided I should look up the definition. So I looked it up in our Webster's Dictionary. A Christian is someone who treats other people in a kind and generous way. It is also one who professes the belief in teachings of Jesus Christ. Within that definition is the word disciple. So I'm like, hmm, let's check into that. The definition of disciple is one who accepts, assists in spreading the doctrines of another, such as Christianity, one of the 12 in the inner circle of Christ's followers, according to the gospel accounts. I found that really exciting. The dictionary is quoting the gospel. How cool is being a true Christian? Spirit is love, joy, control. Our kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All right, it is activity time for all my big kids. Are you ready? My regular kids got to hide stuff for you. So in your sections of your pew area, there are some rocks that are painted with colors and then have words on them. 
My children are going to watch to make sure that you can find your rock. If they can't, they're going to come help you. So hold up your rock if you found one. Oh, I think, Ramona, I think everybody, did everybody in your section get it, Ramona? Give me a thumbs up if they did. Uh-oh. How many do we have in this section? One, two, three, four? That's okay. That's okay. All right. So now here comes your participation. Did everybody find a rock in this section? Did we get two or three? They, they got yours? Mr. Chris, did they get your rocks? Right? Perfect. Okay. So to help out with this activity, um, I'm going to read the verse again. And I want you to hold up your rock when you have, when we come across your um, fruit of the Spirit, okay? All right. In Galatians 5, 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. One love. There should be two loves. Oh, we're missing the love. All right. And joy. Who has joy? Awesome. Oh, we have love over there. Awesome. All right. Peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and the good old self-control. Thank you, everyone, and back to the message we go. Those are all for you to take home. That's a little, little present. Those are all great fruits for us to focus our attention on and help us stay on track. The next verse includes some direction for us to take to heart. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Paul writes this to help us be in sync with God and, make, and help us make strong decisions that we will honor God. It's like a partnership in a dance. You cannot go the opposite direction and still follow the lead dancer, God. In verse 26, let us not become conceited, provoking, or envying each other. Without the power and direction setting us on from the Holy Spirit, Christians' lives turn into a destructive, self-serving, religious existence. Rather than fall into that pit... Paul seems to say we should figure out how to walk by the Spirit. Now that we have words to help us stay focused, let's move on to the next point. Can people tell you are a Christian without a Jesus t-shirt? Okay, I love my Jesus t-shirts. Don't get me wrong, but there's something very important you need to keep in mind. Are people running around with a Jesus t-shirt on and they're just a fake Christian? Just remember to live up to the advertisement you're showing with your action and your character. So we're going to go to the next slide. Thank you. By your actions and your character, people will see the person you are and want to know what makes you different. Can people tell that you're, that, you're, that you're a Christian? You have that simple something that people look at you. Can people tell, talk about your actions? Words. 
Do you carry yourself with the joy and patience for others? As your, or do you bring along your impatient, grumpy self when you go visit people? And I mean just meeting somebody at the gas station. Which person are you showing? Let's say you carry yourself with the joy of the Lord in your heart. They will see that simple things in life that you do for others. Your kindness, your love for others should shine through. And this opens the door to share the message of Jesus with others. Which brings us to E, evangelism. Sharing the message of Jesus with others. People will recognize that difference in you and want to have what you have. Here's your moment. Grab it. But take it, but be gentle with them. And share the peace of Jesus, not you need Jesus. Be gentle with people. This is the perfect time for us to share the song of the year. It is My Jesus by Ann Wilson. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way Rises up from an empty grave Ain't no sinner that he can save Let me tell you about my Jesus His love is strong and his grace is free And the good news is I know that he Can do for you what he's done for me Let me tell you about my Jesus And let my
and let Jesus change our lives as we continue faithfully learning. L is for learning. Never stop. As we share the love of Jesus with others, this is the time when we need to continue learning ourselves from the Bible and from others. Please bring up the scripture Proverbs 19.20. Listen to the advice and accept the instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. This will take some self-control. Please raise your hand if this has ever happened to you. Truly, this has happened to me multiple times. There's times when you go through something and you're wondering, why am I going through this? Why did somebody just say that to me? What is the, what are the, yeah, yeah, what are they thinking, right? But you may need to share this information with somebody else in the future. This will give you the wisdom to share with somebody who's going through the exact same thing and help them gently get through it. It may give you the power to love like Jesus. It is not always easy to love like Jesus. Jesus saw the best in everyone, and he gave his best to everyone every moment he shared with them. That is what we need to give to others. Could you please show the video? God's story. Jesus loves everyone. So part of God's story is about the people Jesus loves. And it goes like this. When God created the world, it was perfect. There was no fear or sickness or death, and people got to be close with God. But then people messed it up. They disobeyed God. And because of that, they felt loneliness and pain. They needed a rescuer to make things right. So God sent his only son, Jesus, to come to the world and show us what God is like. And a lot of people thought Jesus came for the most powerful and important. People who seem like they're perfect, even though no one is perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. The thing is, Jesus didn't only come to save the most important and powerful people. He came here for the people that others don't like or respect or pay attention to. Jesus healed people with skin diseases just by touching them, even when no one else wanted to. Jesus had dinner with tax collectors, even though religious leaders thought they were sinners. Jesus said, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have not come to get those who think they are right with God to follow me. I've come to get sinners to turn away from their sins. One day, when Jesus was hanging out with his disciples, some people brought their kids to see Jesus. The disciples tried to make the kids go away. They didn't think Jesus would want to be bothered by them. But instead, Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Don't keep them away. God's kingdom belongs to people like them. Anyone who will not receive God's kingdom like a little child will never enter it. The disciples couldn't believe it. Jesus actually wanted the kids around him and even said that we should trust in God the way kids do. Another time, some rich people gave lots of money to the temple in a big, flashy way, while a poor widow who had almost nothing gave everything she had, just two small coins. Jesus saw this and said, that poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these other people gave a lot because they are rich, but even though she is poor, she put in everything. Jesus didn't care who had lots of money, who had lots of friends, how young or old or sick someone was. He came here for people like the widow, the tax collector, and the little children. 
You see, Jesus' kingdom is for everyone. While others have spent time where how old we get or how much, we are all imperfect. We all sin and disobey God, and we can never do enough things to deserve His love. God loves us freely. And because we can trust and depend on God, we can treat others the way Jesus did. So if you've ever felt invisible, unnoticed, or unwanted, Jesus loves you. If you feel like you don't fit in or that you're not good enough, Jesus loves you. If you've ever worried that you've done too many bad things or that you aren't as good as other people, Jesus loves you. You are the kind of person who Jesus wants to spend time with, and he loves you exactly the way you are. And that's a little bit about how Jesus loves everyone. So, in case you missed it, here's the quick version. People needed a rescuer. Jesus came to the world. He cared about everyone. 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 Jesus' kingdom is for all of us, and that includes you. And that's a part of God's story. Can you please bring up the scripture, John 13, verse 35? Thank you. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are a disciple, each and every one of you, if you love each other. By sharing our love, each other, share, no, sorry. Oops. This is a journey that Jesus has set forth for us. Please bring up scripture, Matthew 28, 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As we are the church, not the building, the church needs to go and tell the good news of Jesus. God has laid out a mission for each and every one of us. If your mission is to go and be nice and kind to your neighbor, go and be nice and kind to your neighbor. If your mission is to go across the country, then go across the country. If your is to go overseas, then go overseas. But it might be as simple as pray for our missionaries. Or maybe you're calling us to help this year at VBS. There's a sign-up slip out in the foyer with a few supplies that we are in need of. We also meet on Tuesday nights from 6.30 to 8.30 to do decorating. It's really simple. You don't have to be artsy. It's okay. Or maybe your mission is to sign up and help with drive-in service. I heard pastors say we need some parking attendants. And to the graduates, as you enter this new adventure called life, Go and share Jesus with others. Adrian? There he is. Adrian, could you please come up and recognize our graduates? Thank you all. All right, if I can have Katie Worthing and Joel Bowman come on up. Oh, you finally made it to the point where you get to come up to stage? This is kind of like a baby de dedication, but you're, you're past the baby stage now into the adulthood stage. So congratulations. Um, I know that as I ended this year, um, students get antsy, and I can imagine as seniors, you both were extremely antsy. I know 
the last week or two, I was counting down each day until summer vacation, but Katie was counting down since a really long time ago. February 20th, Katie started counting down. I don't know about you, Joel, but... Okay. So, as we can see, there are very different experiences, and both of you on that point had your own unique experiences, starting in kindergarten, going all the way up, all the way through. And so, congratulations for going to college or careers. Always choose to keep learning about God. Plans are, I know you don't have your whole future. What we're going to do is, so everyone here can know uh, what your next plans are. I know you don't have your whole future planned out, and if you think you do, you're wrong. Joel, I heard that you were ready, so can you share with us maybe, well, you got your own thing planned out, I've heard, but they're going to share with us um, what they're doing in the future and anything else. As long as it's not super long, then you're fine. Uh, I'll keep it as short as possible. However, there's a few things I want to say. First off, well, there's a, few, there's a lot of things that I've learned through my high school career. And I'll name one of them mainly because as everyone, well, I don't know if everyone knows, but I go to Green Lake. And what makes Green Lake special is, well, besides, you know, like a class of 30 or a graduating class of 30 is gargantuans compared to normal is that we do IB. And you might ask me, what would IB be? And I would say that is International Baccalaureate. And you might ask what the importance of International Baccalaureate is. And what I like to tell people is, compared to other ways of, you know, being educated, IB teaches you on the reasoning and why things work, for example. Like, they'll tell you maybe, like, okay, this is how... I don't know, a pretzel is made, right? You know, they show you, they go through the steps and processes, ingredients that they throw in there, and they're like, okay, that's how a pretzel is made. But IB will tell you exactly why do you use a certain ingredient. Like, maybe, why do you use a certain type of dough? Well, it makes it taste a lot better. It's, it works better because when you put it in the oven, it crisps up really nicely. And they'll explain to you the little bitty, itty grittiness of such thing. Now, you might ask, okay, that's good, but why am I talking about this? And, of course, I'll tell you that because there's one important thing that I have, I have learned and stuff like that because, really, being a senior, it's uh, more, I don't think of it as a time of being mainly happy and joyous. Like, most people are like, yeah, I'm finally out of this dumpster fire or hellhole, whatever you call it. But I think of it as more of a reflective period. Mainly, when I am there... And at graduation, people are like, aren't you happy? And I'm more of like, no, I'm not. It's more of a mellow, chill state. Thinking about what have I learned from high school? What can I use to apply to my future life? Rather than stepping on to the next step, I need to stop and think of what I can do to improve myself, which is kind of the artist in me thinking that. And getting to the point, what I like to say is, what I think was, uh, th I have this philosophy that I've kind of just been building up over time, and the main thing about it is I like to talk about a reasoning, and what you guys heard of is kind of, you know, always putting yourself into an unknown state or being uncomfortable, you know, constantly, right? You know, like how Pastor Eric says, you know, how, oh, you know, in order to be a good Christian, you need to step outside your comfort zone. You need to go out, you need to talk to people, and you need to say something like, hey, have you heard of Jesus? But maybe in a more nice way, you know. But, like, you need to go out there, and maybe you, you start a spark a conversation about religion. And then maybe you can have a productive conversation, you know, with 
someone maybe who's agnostic or atheist. And the reason why I say that was because I realized that when I started IB, I put myself in a really big uncomfortable zone, which in turn, because I was never studious until junior year when I started doing such. And now I'm probably, people are like, wow, you're really studious. And assume that I always been, even though I wasn't. And I've improved a lot since then because I've been putting myself under constant pressure because it, because when being under the pressure, it allowed me to adapt and change and basically to the point where I got used to it where then, you know, like I got used to being under that pressure basically. Like, oh, hey, you know, you're socially awkward. Well, guess what? Conversations more. Constantly doing assignments get boring after time. Life can get boring once you reach that comfort zone. And you're, you feel great, right? You know, you're like, I achieved a lot. But at the end of the day, you don't feel like you have enough. You feel like you want more, right? You, you just, you got one thing. Now you, you just want more. You just, you know, you want to constantly improve yourself. Sure, we can't be perfect, but we can strive to get as close as possible to perfection. So that means we should constantly be seeking stressors and out going outside of our comfort zone to constantly improve ourselves. And the reason why I explain this to you guys on why we need to constantly, you know, get ourselves out there is because it makes life more interesting because life is more interesting when things go on and, you know, you get put in a weird, funky situation compared to normal than just, you know, going through a standard day that you're comfortable with, right? Those days stand out to you. And the more you, you know, kind of seek out this stuff, it makes it more interesting because, one, your day isn't different now, and two, you can learn and grow. And that's the main thing I want to tell you guys is it doesn't matter how old or young you are, you can always constantly be improving and growing and becoming as close as you can to being perfect. And of course, at the end of the day, we can't be perfect like Jesus, but we can, come, we can come as close as we possibly can by trying to improve ourselves every single day. Thank you, Joel. The art of being uncomfortable. All right, Katie, you ready? So I, if you didn't know this about me, last fall I was taking EMT classes, and I'm an EMT. And uh, I knew that after high school I would want to continue in the field of public safety, but I didn't know where. I actually didn't know this until, like, last week when I was in New Orleans. For some weird reason, God spoke to me and told me that what I needed to do was not do more medical stuff at this time, and instead I'm going to, in the fall, I'll be studying corrections to be a uh, prison guard with the Wisconsin Department of Justice, and I <laughs> I know that's something that you need God for, so I'm definitely going to use this summer to strengthen my relationship with God, grow closer to God, and I know that he'll help me and guide me as I go on in the fall for corrections. All right, we're going to pray for both of you quickly, and then we got a little surprise. Oh, dear Jesus, thank you for both Joel and Katie and for the journeys that you've brought them on to make it this far. Uh, we pray that you would bless them and stay with them as they journey onward, and that no matter what path they're taking, um, that every decision they would keep you in mind 
and that you'd give them the peace knowing that if they're following you, then you're going to make their path go to where they need to be going. Um, so thank you for all you're doing in their lives and help them in those uncomfortable moments and those moments of learning and those moments of um, trying to be something that they're learning to be um, no matter where that takes them. So thank you for both of these lifelong students, God, because we're all learning about you every day. So thank you for this journey. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. We now have some beautifully wrapped bright blue bags for you. And, well, you're going to have to find out. Go ahead and open them up. You have to treat it with respect, Katie. They are two fire Bibles. I didn't get the exact same thing when I graduated, but my Bible that I received is still the one I use today. So I'd encourage you to spend time reading them um, and find all the many things that they have to show you. All right, Pastor Eric. Staff at Hillside, don't we? Stand to your feet because we're going to pray. Next week, bring your lawn chairs. It's going to be great. We got some fired up messages. We're going to have great times of worship. We're going to try to keep service right around an hour in length. We've got kids ministry going on. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. When you come in next week, you'll see an entrance out here on Oshkosh Street. That's where you want to come in and just follow our parking team. They'll help you find your parking spot. If you are planning to be a regular and you want to sit outside and you're capable, we'd ask that you park up on the top. Uh, of the the, uh, the church here just to give us more space, but you can park down below as well. So uh, are we ready to pray over the offering? Yeah. Are we ready to be productive in our walk with Christ? Yeah. Are we ready to go tell somebody about Jesus? Yeah. Lord, we thank you this morning, God, to be in your house with each other, to hear a word from God, and Lord, to celebrate what you're doing in so many people's lives. Lord, you're just getting started. The best is still yet to come. And Lord, while many of us might be walking through valleys that are difficult right now, God, your presence goes with us. Your spirit does not leave. That, Lord, you go with us through the places that are dark and challenging and trying. And Lord, I know we will come out the other side victorious because, God, you never leave us alone. And the wind is always assured with you. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity we have this summer to tell people about you. Lord, to take services outside, to hear the worship of your saints as it goes over our community. God, I believe powerful things are about to break loose. Lord, we pray over our church family today as we leave here. We thank you for our graduates. We thank you for those who have embraced the call of missions and who are engaging in missions. And Lord, we pray over our offering today that, Lord, what we give, we might give out of a heart of worship, that we might be able to do more with it than we ever thought possible. And, Lord, we pray for our missionary partners here and abroad. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity we have to resource them financially and to resource them with our prayers. Lord, we thank you as we leave this place today. May we be productive in following you. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said... Amen. Hey, you can talk with our graduates in the foyer. I'm sure they would love to, to shake your hand and congratulate them. And then also we will have our meeting for assisted living ministry uh, in about 10 minutes in the lounge.